Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. And we're back with another new episode of Tis the Podcast. The podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tom. <laughs> Happy Leon Day, guys. And it's good yeah. to see you. It feels like forever. Feels like approximately three weeks. <clears throat> probably the longest we've ever gone since starting this show yeah i think so probably i think so it's good I to see to, y'all again though i have to say i missed our weekly therapy sessions y'all me too me too nobody understands me like you two guys do oh right back at you right Oklahoma i had to actually Falcon. explain what leon day was to somebody today oh, oh right everybody has my own daughter <laughs> <laughs> How was her 17th birthday? It was very low-key, but with no low-key, because she said no low-key on my low-key 17th birthday, please. (laughs) No. (laughs) See, Ellie is better at jokes than I am. Um, It was good. It was cake, and she got to pick a restaurant, and she had a 17 balloon, and she got some presents. And that's all because the two boys had their birthdays, or the two older boys had their birthdays at Disney, which aside from being at Disney means it's also a low key birthday, which means, right. Like you maybe get to pick where you eat, but it kind of depends on where we are that day. And if we can find a cake, we'll totally get you one, but we might forget about it. And it might just translate to like extra Mickey ice cream. Well, that's that's cool. Sounds like a good good. birthday for her. The June birthdays are over. I get a break until November. No, your birthday is next. Yeah, but we don't celebrate my birthday. (laughs) I don't have to do anything to celebrate my birthday. (laughs) And we definitely have to celebrate Tom's this year for obvious reasons, which I won't say. But we have to. Shut up, Anthony. Tom's so mad at me, he disconnected his camera. Why is it when I saw that, it looks like he's giving you the finger, but with a USB cable? (laughs) Why did it shut off? What happened? Wouldn't that be the most Tom thing ever to do? (laughs) It would be. I'm disconnected. I don't know. I guess we don't have video now. I'll switch cameras. Uh, Julia, we had similar yeah. experiences. How weird is it flying in a time of quasi post-COVID? I mean, so it was probably a lot less weird for me than it was for you because my flying party took up an entire row. I can't imagine I was sitting next to somebody I didn't know with a mask on and like, oh, where have you been? And it's different. My advice to all of you traveling, uh, airlines are desperate for people to fly. You can negotiate some pretty great stuff like first class for $40 or $60 more round trip. Wow. Is that what you did? I know. I did. (gasps) I've never flown first class before. Maybe Uh, I'll have to do that when I go to Aruba in October. 
Now, Aruba is probably it. more difficult when you go on like extended flights. They typically are a lot harder to negotiate. I just flew an hour and a half. If I give you the airline's number and my ticket information, do you want to call and pretend to be me? Where are you flying? You need like a side hustle, Tom. <laughs> you do, Tom. You, you should set up an account on like, you know, one of those Fiverr and charge like hundred bucks for your certain Yeah. Service. Let me hassle to- people for you. I'll always Upgraded. win. And your, your references can just be all of the times you've given people crap <laughs> and like all the times. L- listen to our podcast. You'll hear how good I am. <laughs> uh, well, who are you flying to Aruba, Anthony? I am not even sure. It's a whole big family vacation. They booked the tickets. So. You should find out who you're flying. Yeah, I should. It's the best uh, way to plan it's gonna be my It's going to be my parents, me and Sarah. Annalisa and her fiance and uh, her soon-to-be mother-in-law is also going. So, wow. Yeah. The uh, the guy next to me on the plane was blatantly looking at porn. <gasps> oh no! Yeah, it was Ooh. creepy. It was creepy. Ew. And look over, and he's like zooming in on a woman's butt, and I'm like, <laughs> I did not want to fly next to Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for, I knew there was going to be some way you were going to tie that back oh. to me. No, it was just awful. It was so uncomfortable. So I mean, have people I, forgotten what it's like to function in public again? The answer let is me yes. T- let me tell you something. That's a worse thing about COVID is all these idiots in public again, all these idiots on the road who can't drive. Like they forgot to drive in the past year and a half, like stay off the freaking road. Yes. Has everybody forgotten how to drive? In all fairness, nobody in New York has ever known how to drive. (laughs) I'm not going to argue with that except for me because I'm amazing, but I'm surrounded. (laughs) I feel like scar every time I get in a car, I'm surrounded (laughs) by idiots. He is your spirit animal, isn't he? He he is. I felt that way in Houston. I felt that way in Houston. I forget just how bad drivers are. Yeah. So I'm going to Aruba October 16th to the 23rd. So right in the middle of the Burr months. Right before yeah. Halloween, but I've been looking up. They do a lot of crazy Halloween stuff down there, so I'm excited to like Ooh. experience Halloween somewhere else, like, like Arubian traditions. Arubian traditions, and I'll still be home for the actual Halloween. So should be interesting. Oh, you get the best of both worlds. Yeah. When are you going? That'll be super fun. October sixteenth to the twenty third. <laughs> I'll be out of town October eighth through the fifteenth. Oh, so we'll have to do some backlogging Ooh. in September. We have to. We may want to plan to plan ahead soon. <laughs> yep. Otherwise, we might we might have another. Did you post this episode this week? Wait, I thought we were skipping this week because we don't have enough content. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Despite the fact that Monday, like, despite the fact we'll have missed two episodes, three episodes the past few weeks, we've still mm-hmm. been dropping previously exclusive content from patreon so that listeners have been getting something new and patrons can't complain because they've been getting a plethora of content so that's well, true they, well you're assuming that they like the content they may very well be complaining well you know what <laughs> whatever speaking of whether or not we like certain content mm. tonight we are covering the 2014 American stop-motion animated Christmas musical television special, Elf, Buddy's Musical Christmas. 
which I think, given our love for the original movie, is the reason that we are only covering this like now, like about four years in. Yeah. So quick plot synopsis. Synopsis. (laughs) Let let me give the real one, and then you can give the snarky one. Quick synopsis, Santa narrates the story of Buddy's travels to New York City to meet his father. Along the way, his unrelenting cheer transforms the lives of everyone he meets and opens his father's eyes to the magic of the holiday. Tom. All right. Well over a decade past the meteoric rise of su- and success of Elf, ad execs with absolutely no creativity whatsoever at NBC decided to sit down and regurgitate the story of Elf, but instead of doing the great job that John Favreau did, they decided to take everything that was great about it and make it much, much worse. To quote Anthony from last week, this is a pile of hot garbage. <laughs> Which I'm still proud four years in and after like two and a half years of people attributing that quote to me, I still got to say it for the first time last week. Finally got to say it. Y'all, That's this right. was unbelievably awful. Well, in fairness, Tom, I do have to dispute you. They did not adapt the movie. They adapted the two-act Broadway musical, which adapted the movie. So this was an adaptation of an adaptation. So they took a two-act Broadway musical and distilled it into a 45-minute special. Have you seen the two-act Broadway musical? No, it's on Netflix. It was was seasonal on Broadway, so it wasn't like open all year. It's just like, I think the Burr months, essentially, uh, for every year but i mean they performed huh. in the macy's thanksgiving parade they went on tour of the country and i don't think it's open anymore which we'll talk about because maybe that's just something about our success but it, it is not it 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 ended in what 2016 2017 it's still traveling companies still do it though in fact one of our listeners just posted it's coming to her town this um oh upcoming holiday season uh stacy mckenzie so She'll have to report back. But the Broadway musical, I think, is on Netflix, at least around the holidays it is. So at some point, Tom, we're going to make you uh, watch the full thing. So Tom, I can tell you're bursting at the seams before we even get into a cast cast or anything. Like, Give us your history and overall thoughts, Tom. Go for it. I tried it. watching this before, and I think I made it just a few minutes in and turned it off because it was crap. Then I was forced to watch it today for y'all. Julia. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't think I, uh, I say that. I think I knew it existed. I vaguely remember Jim Parsons being hawked as the voice of Buddy during Christmas commercials, right? Um, so I, I probably saw previews for it, but I never actually watched it um, until yesterday for the podcast. Um, and I don't hate it as much as Tom hates it. But I have real problems. So, you know, I've known about this for years when it first aired. Don't think I've ever seen it in its entirety until today when I watch it for the podcast. And I don't hate it as much as Tom seems to. I definitely have some problems with it, but I'll just say right now, one of my problems with it is not Jim Parsons, which I know is Tom's problem with it. So Interesting. But before we get into any of that, because I'm sure... We'll have a lot to say, regardless. Let's run through the cast. So the only actor who reprises his role from the theatrical film is Ed Asner as Santa Claus. And he looks, his character design looks like he sounds a grumpy yeah. old Santa. Who I think he's had, so cute. 
<laughs> he kind of he actually reminded me of the um, Nightmare Before Christmas Santa. He kind of gave a yeah. vibe to me. Yeah, it's like the wiriness of the beard is a yep. little bit like that. Mm-hmm. Lower budget, though. I mean, it was made for TV, in fairness. But but there was so much of the 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 scenery and and the visuals that looked really good. Mm-hmm. I just don't think Santa was one of those. I'm not like the way they did the buildings, the way they did the cars. The cars were really cute, and mm-hmm. I like the way they did the perif- the the ancillary extra characters. It's all just random blue people standing there mm-hmm. with. Like I like that everyone that in cool. New York was blue that he passed. Yeah. yeah. Except the Hobbs family. Except the Hobbs family. And Jovi. And Jovi. And Jovi. So, and so playing so playing Buddy the Elf is Jim Parsons, who most people know as Sheldon Cooper from The Big Bang Theory. And mm-hmm. he looks his character design, he looks like if uh, Jim Parsons and Will Ferrell had a child. <laughs> horrifying <laughs> which is what he looks like he's tall thin and gangly like jim parsons but with the mm-hmm. little feral hair mm-hmm. that's true um you say your problem is not you don't have a big problem with jim parsons in this no i don't compare like to... like the quality of the voice or the character of buddy as portrayed by jim parsons or both that's a good uh both not that he he's no Will Ferrell, which we'll get into, mm. obviously. He's not. Mm. And it, there is one problem I had with his characterization, but he is not my biggest problem character in this film. My biggest problem character in this film is Walter Hobbs, played by Mark Hamill, a.k.a. Luke Skywalker, a.k.a. The Joker, a.k.a. Skeletor in the upcoming He-Man series. Famous actor, prolific voice actor. He played Walter Hobbs who is my biggest problem with this and he does not look like Walter Hobbs yeah and that's my problem but we'll get into that but he doesn't look like Italian tough guy nor does he act like it he looks like a weird geeky accountant (laughs) playing Jovi who is probably my favorite character in this I'll just say right now is Kate Michucci who is another Big Bang Theory alum Yep. She played Lucy, who was Raj's socially awkward on again, off again friend slash girlfriend. Yep. Um, she but she's also been on Raising Hope, Hope Scrubs. Do y'all know her from anything really except the Big Bang? The Big Bang Theory is the thing I know her from most. Raising In Hope here. and Flora and Ulysses. Oh, is she really? I still haven't watched that. Oh my gosh. How have you not watched it? I know. Your family would love it. I know. I need to. I know. Playing Michael Hobbs is Max Charles, who he was Peter Parker in The Amazing Spider-Man, young Peter Parker, before he grew up into Andrew Garfield. Uh, He was in that 2007 series, The Neighbors, about the aliens who live next door in suburbia. He he voiced Sherman in Mr. Peabody and Sherman, the movie. He does voices in The Lion Guard, Harvey Beaks on Nickelodeon. He's been in the TV show The Strain. Family Guy, American Dad, and he was a voice in the new Wish Dragon movie. Have y'all seen that? Huh. It's on Netflix. So good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anthony, did you we'll see, see if Wish I ever get to that list? I did not. That's surprising. I thought you would have seen it, and I thought you and I think you'll like it. I will add it to my list as well. Play, play Emily Hobbs is Rachel McFarland who it voices Haley on American Dad. She's on Codename Keeps Next Door. She's Kate in the video game StarCraft II. 
She's the sister of Seth MacFarlane, creator of Family Guy and American I Dad. wondered. Yep. And then we have a bunch of famous actors. You don't have to run through them all, but Fred Armisen is in this, Gilbert Gottfried, Jay Leno, Steve Higgins, and Matt Lauer. So. Oof. Is it ironic that he's Mr. Sea Serpent? Do we not like him? Is there a problem with him? Something I don't know about? Yeah. The problem is, there. I can understand changes they need to make, but why did they change that from Mr. Narwhal and say, bye, buddy. Okay. Bye, buddy. I hope you are. my issues. Yeah. Why did they have the Sea Serpent do that and then have a, a cross-eyed, weird-looking Narwhal float yeah. buddy across the water? Not only that, but he doesn't even say the line. He says, no. bye, buddy. I hope you... He's, he phrases it differently. It doesn't have the same... No. That's one of the most iconic lines as we've proven ad nauseum here. That is one of the most popular, famous lines from... Uh, from one of the gifts oh. April got me for Christmas last year was a face mask with the narwhal on it, and it says that quote. So I wore that when I got my Charlie Brown tattoo, and mm-hmm. my tattoo artist says he has done that tattoo a lot for, like... That usually likes uh, kids and their dads who want matching tattoos. Like they'll get yeah. the, narwhal, the narwhal, which I think is awesome. But, you skipped uh, one voice, the most dulcet toned voice in the movie, Mr. Greenway, voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. No, we oh, did it. I not say him? You did. But yeah, Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, you Gottfried, did say him? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just right. threw him in. But yeah, Gilbert Gottfried, everyone knows him. He has the, he's Iago in Aladdin. He has that really yeah. obnoxious voice. If you wanna, if you ever wanna read or listen to Fifty Shades of Grey, listen to his version on YouTube because it actually makes it funny, at least. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we ready to rate this movie? You're oh. not gonna get that lucky, I don't think. <laughs> she said. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna start out with my problem here, and straight off out of the out of the gate, I cannot stand Jim Parsons in this role. He's he does some other voice acting that's not bad, like he was the the alien and home mm-hmm. and it was oh, yeah he was here if 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 this were buddy the elf and buddy it, nobody would watch nobody would watch that movie yeah we were I, getting him because yeah. he was a hot item that everybody liked in 2016 and that's why he got the role not because he was a good buddy not because he got it no it was because we want to say that we have sheldon cooper as buddy the elf yeah i have less of a problem with the voice of Jim Parsons that I do the fact that buddy is an idiot in this buddy is an and idiot. that's wrong because buddy's not an idiot in the original elf. He's well-intentioned. He's innocent. He's right. He's naive. He's not an idiot. There's a thin buddy line. is just like an idiot. There's a thin line between childish and idiot and they cross. There the is. Line. I, I agree. They went way that. over the line. They did. But I didn't, hate I didn't hate him. My biggest problem, and we'll get to him when we meet him, is the characterization of Walter Hobbs. Yeah. That's a big but problem, too. And then, of course, the blue elves were also a problem. Here at all. I loved the elves. I'll say that right now. I, I just didn't understand. These I guess, elves I guess, are so much better than the Christmas Chronicle elves, by the way. Well, but like if you're talking about elf and you're retelling the story of elf, why did the elves all of a sudden become blue? Well, I mean, I mean, it is, there are tons, okay, fair. There are tons of Santa stories where the elves are like more creature than human, but there's no way Buddy the Elf would believe he's an elf for years if everyone around him is like a creature and not a human. Right. 
Yeah. Right. So like why keep certain elements, but completely disregard other ones? Like why even have one named Ming Ming if Ming Ming is so, no longer a human? <laughs> I'm right. guessing because they wanted to take advantage of the format, like this colorful, you know, yeah. stop motion animation. That's the only thing I could think of as why they would do that. Because obviously on Broadway, they were regular people. But, right. <laughs> right. But Although I will say that's one thing that this movie absolutely gets right is the stylizing and the colors. And I, I loved the claymation. Stop motion. Yeah. Not I claymation. did too, except for their mouths that they made animated. It was a very odd, it was odd to me. It's an interesting choice, isn't it? It reminds me of the newer uh, Mickey Mouse adventures, right? Where... With the it's very old school more, designs. Right. Where it's like yeah. a vintage look, but it's the modern Animation. gesticulations basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, I thought it was kind of neat, honestly, that they did sort of a mixed media version of stop motion because the mouth was overlaid. Right. So I didn't hate it. I was surprised by it, but I didn't hate it. Um, the North pole was beautiful. I thought Santa was precious. Um, I like the North Pole and I like that opening song. Santa sings happy all the time. I have no problem with any of the songs. I I love that song. There was such a funny line in there where he's talking about how sometimes it's too much. And he's like singing until they're bluish makes Santa wish he's Jewish. (laughs) And that that made me laugh a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Tom doesn't seem amused, but it's hard to tell with no camera. Yeah, my camera yeah. went out there too. His so. frozen picture actually looks quite amused. <laughs> I am I am mildly amused. <laughs> but I'm glad you said that, Julia, because I actually like a lot of the songs in this. I think it's yeah. a good soundtrack. They were catchy and the lyrics were good. Especially um, um the Christmas song, which we'll get to. Let's sing a Christmas song. I love that. Yeah. One. Yeah, but... I had no problem with any of that. No, the, the my main problems are, are the characters. My main so, problems were the characters. The the character I didn't mind in all of this, the only one that didn't really seem to get to me was Michael Hobbs. Yeah. I, okay. So we'll get to him. We'll get to him because I really liked him as well. And I liked his design too. The cute little, we couldn't see his eyes because he has yeah. the long hair. He kind of looked like hair. those, um, what are they? Scandinavian elf things, Tom? Yeah, what are the they called? Tomties. Tomties. Yeah, that's what he kind of looked like. He was adorable. And I actually really liked his subplot about how he doesn't believe in Santa anymore, but he's like, you know, if you're real, I would like a better relationship with my dad. I love that. Yeah, I like that too. I thought I don't that know was why very... they gave him a pig nose, though. That was a weird choice. So, what did you guys feel? Because right off the bat, we see Santa's narrating the story, and Santa's kind of taking on the father role over Papa Elf. There is no Papa Elf; it's Santa. How did you guys feel about that? Yeah, I didn't like not having a backstory for Buddy. I feel like I was just dropped in at this point. They do cut to the chase. I don't mind. I don't mind Ed Asner as a narrator. He's a little less grouchy in this one than he was in the live action Elf. Despite the um, fact he looks a lot more grouchy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I miss Papa Elf, but I can understand it's different for, enough to where I don't know. I can understand for start for time, right? Squeezing this yeah. into 45 minutes while you'd get rid of him and yeah. just make it Santa. It, it didn't bother it didn't bother me. I like mm-hmm. the fact that uh Ed Asner was not drunk while recording his lines for this movie, like we have that seen helped. him <laughs> elsewhere. That definitely helped. He got paid a lot more though than <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> we didn't pay him like pennies. <laughs> so, oh gosh, yeah, 
Yep. Also, it didn't seem like at the beginning, Buddy was just finding out he's human. It seems he's known that for a while. Yeah. It's less of a shock. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's part of my main problem, right? I feel like they either should have done an exact stop motion version of Elf with, I mean, some parts cut out, right? Because you can't for a TV movie or they should have veered more because there's, there's so much similar, but then just enough different to be just very confusing. And if you tether yourself so tightly to that, the, the theatrical, you know, live action one that people love so much, it's like, you've got to either cut and run and make a total different, or you got to do it like, right. I agree. I agree with that. And there is just, there's just enough different to justify its existence, but not different enough where like they could own it and be its own thing. Fully agree with that. So Buddy leaves the North Pole to find his dad like he always does, except this time there's a very sad looking Mr. Narwhal taking him across the sea while a sea serpent voiced by Matt Lauer comes up and says, bye, buddy. Good luck finding your father. Good luck finding your dad. He butchers the line. It's not in a funny voice. It's just Matt Lauer being a creepy sea serpent. I hated that. Yeah, my biggest problem too. with the film is that scene. It's a, it's a complete bastardization of, Nar- of Mr. Narwhal. He looks yep. like he's been sniffing glue for like the last 30 years. <laughs> and he has this. He has this like crazy eyes from the Rankin Bass. Face. And, uh, he has those Rankin Bass crazy trip. eyes. They even brought back Precious Walrus and Penguin were in it. Like they were allowed to be themselves. But like Mr. Narwhal, like the one animal character that everybody wants, you know, to get right. Bye, like, buddy. Yeah, so wrong. Such a miss. I was viscerally angry while I was watching this and I saw that. Yep, me too. But while Buddy is traveling to New York, we get our second song, which is World's Greatest Dad, where he's singing. And I like this song. This song was sweet. It's talking about how he knows his dad is the best dad and he just hopes that he can be the best son, just like his dad. And it's sweet, especially when you you know the story already. He's going to be disappointed when he meets his dad or Mm. the audience is (laughs) going to be disappointed when you meet dad. But he arrives in New York, which Tom alluded to earlier, is all blue. And to, which contrasts well, with the colorful North Pole, thing, and I love that. One thing I did enjoy, though, I did like seeing the, like the candy, candy, uh, cotton candy oh, yeah. forest, and the and the, the gumdrop sea yeah. or whatever it was. That was and all awesome. Peppermint forest. Yep, mm-hmm. I that loved was so all that. Cool. Uh, didn't like that he to Buddy didn't walk through the Lincoln Tunnel. Just saying, he yeah, that also bothered me. Yeah, the one part that he didn't do. Yep. And he comes to New York and it's all blue. Yep. I love it. Nice juxtaposition to the North Pole. All the yep. characters are blue. <laughs> and he was going around. They, the just, characters have such good texture too. Like, yeah. it's so nice. He goes around calling out for Walter because he doesn't know how to find his, find his dad. So he's like, Walter. And I love that random Walter's on the street say, I'm Walter. I'm are Walter. you my dad? No. But then, but then okay. I know <laughs> they're all blue, but what is clearly supposed to be an African-American gentleman says, yeah. <laughs> I'm Walter, and Buddy thinks he's his dad. That made me laugh a lot. Hobbs. <laughs> yeah, Hobbs. Tom he's Hobbs. like, I'm Jeremy Hobbs or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And then he bumps into the a taxi cab carrying yep. the actual Walter and yeah. Michael and Emily. And this is where we get our first glimpse of Walter and 
let's talk about his character. He is the complete opposite of James Kong. Not yeah. tough guy. He's a nerdy looking accountant who mm-hmm. doesn't look intimidating at all. He's not. He somehow he comes off as a bigger jerk than the movie version. Like the movie version, you can tell there's still like love there between Walter and his family. But this one completely dismisses Emily and Michael. Like I hated this characterization of Walter. Well, and it makes his change at the end just seem manufactured. And yeah. random. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I don't believe that. Yep. Hated it. Yeah, I was not a fan. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like Walter. Oh, I hated every bit of it. I yeah. really did. Not to forecast, you know, my score, because I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to give it, but it, it loses a lot for me because of the Walter stuff. Yes, me too. Yeah. So how does Buddy find his dad in this one? Because he doesn't know he works at the Empire State Building, right? Yeah, he does. Because he's in the snow globe. Remember, he he thought he was a giant in the snow globe? Well, the first time he found him was he got hit by the cab with with Emily and and Michael and Walter. And Walter's like, no, he's just a lunatic. Right. And then he goes to the building and he sings him a Christmas gram, even though it's not the same one. And yeah. real miss that they didn't get Amy Sedaris to voice that secretary. Real I like miss. Lo- I look. I like the looks of his employees, though. So. Yeah, I really did. No, I, I liked all the characters' looks on it, except Walter. Yeah, but then we get a scene between Michael and Emily where. You know, my, they're not looking forward to Christmas. Dad doesn't have time for them. You know, you get it alludes to in the song that he writes, <laughs> he writes out checks to cash for Michael every Christmas instead of giving him actual yep. gifts. And this is of, the gopher diorama kind of thing, right? The this is the whole where they're standing in front of one of those. Oh, um, they're standing in front of what's supposed yeah. to be Door Macy's scenes. windows. Yeah, Christmas and it's windows. like yeah. little gophers in their holes. It was right? so cute. It was, and it was precious and adorable, and I loved it. And I, I loved that Emily had more of a story in this one. Like, yep, I am totally on board with that. And her hair was fantastic; it was like a kitchen sponge. (laughs) I could not stop looking at her hair. Her hair was very big. Her hair, very fantastic. (laughs) I loved it. I loved her hair. Um, But yeah, no, I loved the gopher stuff because. As they're singing, they're going from window to window. What's supposed to be Macy's? Looking at the Christmas display, and it's like the gophers or the beavers, whatever they are, you know, and the dad and the son are very close okay. in these windows. And yeah, my, they, Michael doesn't believe in Santa, hasn't for a long time, but yeah, no, he's singing about if you're real, just I want yeah. my dad for Christmas. And it's precious. I love this. Yeah, it's song. great. And I like these two characters and their characterizations. They're yes, cute. me too. They're very yeah. cute. What happens next? He meets Jovi, right? And and she's Jovi just randomly on the side, on the side of, the of the street. Randomly yeah. at the and this is where he sings uh Sparkle Jolly Twinkle Jingly, right? Or does that happen either no, way? No, he I, sings that with when they're decorating the apartment, right? Okay, so honestly, I watched this this morning half asleep because of insomnia last night. But <laughs> how does because because this is so rushed compared to the original film, like what happens that gets Walter to bring him home? Because they didn't do a DNA test or anything, did they? Why does he bring him home? I think I missed that part. Because he did. He talked about knowing Susan. Oh, Wells. Susan that's Wells. All? That's all. Yep, no DNA that's test. Right. Just believes him. No DNA. Okay. No DNA. No picture. Okay. That's right. That's what gets him in the apartment for dinner and like all the stuff. Right. right. Okay. So the next day when Walter's at work, 
Buddy decorates the house with Michael and Emily to the song Sparkle Jolly Twinkle Jingly, which I love. This is just a fun song. And it's Buddy talking about decorating and dressing up for Christmas. And it was so fun. I loved this number. It was so fun. And that apartment looks so good. It did. So good decorated. I loved it. Yeah. So Jovi does work at Macy's or Gimbal's in this one, but um, that's not where they meet. There's no <laughs> store manager or anything like that or fake no. Santa that he- She's just on the up. side of the road. Just on the side of the road. She sees Buddy the Elf, thinks he works there too, and says, you don't have to try so hard with the Elf costume, <laughs> which I found funny. And they have an exchange about the big Christmas tree in the window, and she mentions Rockefeller Center. And that's, and that's just, where they're supposed to meet. That's where they're supposed to meet later on. And this is the one design I didn't like. I hated the Rockefeller Center tree. It has just like this gold triangle, but oh, that's, yeah, I hated that. It was a miss. Speaking of which, I'm going to say now, just off tangent, I ordered a few Thomas Kincaid prints online to cheer myself yeah. up because he's beautiful. His stuff is beautiful. Is and he has some. That because you're a 60 year old woman? No, he had some beautiful Christmas prints, but I ordered them like, and one is the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree in New York, and it's gorgeous. And I got mm-hmm. them in the mail, and oh, I want to frame it so bad. So I ordered a bunch of frames before the pictures got here. Well, uh-huh. Thomas Kincaid's sizes are all wrong. So I ordered all these frames, spent all this money, and none of them fit. And oh, it pisses no. me off. So it's like he measured, they measure the pictures, but not like the included mat around them oh it's so weird it's not and it's not even a mat they're like just white space around them so nothing right fits and it's annoying but anyway annoying. i bring that up because there's a beautiful one of the rockefeller christmas tree i ordered and i can't wait to get it framed Ooh, so i have to google that you do but yeah that was my one complaint about the design of this movie i wish they did a nicer tree but it's here they're on the ice His skates were beautiful <laughs> His skates were I beautiful. His ice skates. I love how he says he can't really skate. And she says, do you want to hold on to the wall? And he goes out and does the most amazing skating routine. I thought that was very Buddy the Elf. That was something I, was. Could, I could have seen happen in the movie. Honestly. Oh, definitely. Probably. And this is where he tells her the best way to spread Christmas cheer singing land for all to hear. And she says, I don't like singing because everyone looks at me. And he says, that's a point. And he sings this song called A Christmas Song. And I love this whole song where it's like, let's sing a Christmas song. And she- They're on the clouds. They're on the clouds up up above Rockefeller Center itself and the Empire State Building and stuff and up the tree. And it's nice. It's a very nice scene. Mm -hmm. And Jovi comes out of her shell a bit and sings the last line Mm -hmm. of the song or the last verse. Jovi looks great too. I really liked her. It was a good characterization. I think she was the best design for me. She was my favorite design of the main character. They did a good job and and it was voiced well. It's a really tough role Mm -hmm. to fill like following. Zoe Deschanel? Yeah, Yeah, Zoe Deschanel's voice, both speaking and singing Mm -hmm. is really pretty stellar for the role of Jovi and the the change that we need. Yep. Mm -hmm. So next is the infamous publishing scene. Where I guess this was stupid. I'm sorry. This did not do it for me. They combined like Walter's boss into Peter Dinklage's character into like one character. And yeah, no, they created a, a, pardon the, the, the pun here, but they took a cartoon view of both of them. Yeah. I hated the scene. Honestly, first of all, he looks creepy. Just looks like a dirty character. He was the worst design. 
He looks like he could have been from Nightmare Before Christmas. He looked like his lips were sewn through. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was disturbing, both in voice and appearance. And I didn't like I mean, the Gilbert Gottfried voice, like. He's great as Iago, but that's just that's a lot. That is that's the, the only, only Gilbert Gottfried I've ever liked. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I liked him less in Return of Jafar, even though I love that movie, because who gives Gilbert Gottfried songs to sing? Yeah, nobody in their right mind. Anyway, he gets into the fight with Buddy, like, you know, he's an angry elf, and uh, <clears throat> it's not as funny or as physical as the movie, and no. Walter Hobbs has his freak out, which isn't even as emotional as the movie, where you could tell no, it's, it's actually, not. It's not, it's not as angry, and you could tell he's not and I guess it's hard to stop motion, but at the same time, that's no excuse. It's you in the movie. You can tell James Khan as he's saying it. It's it's like you can see in his eyes he's regretting it as he's saying it. Okay. This like there's no regret in the voice or the animation mm-hmm. or anything. And okay. Buddy leaves. And Buddy. And this is the one area I have <clears throat> trouble with Buddy, Julia, and Tom. He yeah, essentially yeah. goes to get drunk on syrup at a twenty-four hour diner, which is so weird. And a bunch of fake, like... Well, they're trying to redo that scene in the mailroom that they don't have, right? Right. <clears throat> Except it's literal syrup this time. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and he, he's like, give me more. And the diner guy's like, I'm going to cut you off, buddy. And he's like, another! And like, I'm like, whoa, that's kind of like weird. Uh, this is the- like... It's kind of like Santa uh, in Storybots, where Ed Asner's sitting around drinking with the Storybot in the bar, drinking milk. <laughs> uh, we'll have to get that one on our list. No, we don't. It's fine. <laughs> but they have this song here where called Nobody Cares About Santa, where Buddy is commiserating about the lack of Christmas cheer and everything in the city with a bunch of Salvation Army and department store Santas who are at the bar getting drunk. And how nobody cares about them. There's no goodwill left in the world, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it switches with the scene with Walter back at the publishing company. Emily and Michael have realized Buddy's gone and they come to him. It's Christmas Eve and he quits. He writes, I quit on his whiteboard, which again, not as powerful as the live action. No, but... up yours. Oh, not at all. Not as, at all. Not as powerful yeah, as no... up yours. Yeah. But it's amazing <laughs> that, that was so powerful because James Conn was so calm when he did it, you know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Just flippantly. Yeah. Family family first. They go, they find Santa in the park. Santa's sleigh crashes in the park, like in the movie. Don't like his reindeer. That's the other design I don't like. This weird yeah. white reindeer. But yeah. um, it can't fly because of the lack of Christmas cheer. And Buddy meets up with his family there and Walter apologizes. Again, not emotional. Not like that beautiful scene in the movie where he's like, You're my son and I love you. And Oh, I know. Yeah. And they sing a song called There Is a Santa Claus. And then instead of the Central Park Rangers, we get Mr. Greenway, the publisher, and a bunch of like angry New Yorkers who of naughty listers. Naughty listers. They come into the park who plan to storm Santa's sleigh and steal a sack of toys. Yeah. So didn't like that either because Santa is supposed to be a pushover, right? Yeah, no yeah. naughty like, list. There's room for everyone for, on like, the, the nice list. It's, it's a exactly. rule. It's a rule. Didn't like that. So Buddy hops onto the sleigh to help Santa try to fix it. As They can't even get off the ground. Like, at least in the movie, they were somewhat, yeah. like, hovering as they were running. But they got on the sleigh. 
Buddy's throwing snowballs at the naughty listers during this chase through the park. And the Haas family goes to the Rockefeller Center skating rink to spread Christmas cheer, right? How does that how do they end up there? Because Joby meets them there as well. When do they get there? I don't remember. I don't know. But they <clears> sing <throat> that Christmas song again. Let's sing a Christmas mm-hmm. song. And they get the people on the rink singing and it lets Santa sleigh take off and Buddy, the idiot, to your point, Julia, falls off the sleigh and lands at the oh Rockefeller Center. It's and not no, funny. no, no it's, not. You, it's not even. An, and are you okay, buddy? It's hey, buddy, you want to lift back to the North Pole? Nah, I'm happy here. I think I have a girlfriend. Yeah. Oh. So Santa flies. Problems. Santa just flies away at that point, and then the naughty listers come to the rink. And you think they're they're circling Buddy like they're going to beat him up. But then they sing the Christmas song with them. And it's like, well, what was your change of heart? Because you didn't even see this these people singing like two minutes ago before you arrived. Right. And <laughs> I love that they are the ugliest designs in the movie. Like they have unibrows and like they're the <laughs> dark eyes. Like they look like a bunch of like. Yeah. Look like. Ungroomed or... thugs. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. And then. Um, <clears throat> You know, you get at the end the story of Buddy the Elf, the song. They publish the book. Yep. Telling the story of Buddy and Santa's reading it. And you see Buddy and Jovi up there with their little kid. And Buddy's like, again, again, read it again. And the end. I didn't stick uh, it out long enough to see that part. Oh, you didn't watch it through the credits through the I final did not. Song? No. Me neither. Is their kid cute? I hope. Their kid is cute. Okay. I'm cool with that. But it's not a girl, like in the movie. It's a boy, which bothered me. Because I like the idea of Buddy as a dad. As a, well, dad, yeah. a girl dad. A girl, a dad. girl, girl dad. dad. Absolutely. Girl dads are so, the best dads. So that's our special. Um, <clears throat> the film was nominated for seven Annie Awards and won one for character design in an animated television broadcast production. It was the special was viewed by 4.82 million people, received positive reviews from critics, calculated score of 74 out of 100, um, on uh, Metacritics, and yeah, so critics liked it, which I know means nothing. I'm just trying to get some trivia here for us. I give yeah. it two. <laughs> well, before we get to that, was this a Christmas movie? Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. I feel Did like it have a Linus moment? Again, doesn't need to be answered. Uh, yeah, I mean, it does, it's but it's nowhere near weak. as strong as a movie. No, it's not nearly <clears> as strong as the movie. Yeah. So, Tom, you're giving it a two, you said? Yep. I'm giving it a five. What? Four for me. Which gives us an average of a 3.67, which ties it with the snowman on our television special list at number 29, between the little drummer boy and the legendary Christmas with John and Chrissy. So. Hmm. And to explain my score, Tom, I didn't hate it. Walter really brought it down for me. Walter, Mr. Green, publisher, dude. Hmm. Jim Parsons didn't bother me. But it's no, obviously, it's nowhere near as good as Elf. Elf was lightning in a bottle, as we'll discuss in the coming weeks when we cover the uh, holiday movies that made us version of Elf. Because there's right. a lot in there I didn't know when watching that special. And I can't wait to talk Same. about some of that stuff. So, but I am curious to see what people thought of it. We got a few comments <clears throat> um, where people didn't know it existed yep. and where people's kids liked it. But Which I totally get. I, I get 100% too. get that. Do you think your kids would have liked it, Julia? Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, on my older kids. 
not any of my kids that have any affinity for elf. No, I don't <laughs> think they would have enjoyed it, no. but Jude probably would have totally dug it. Mm-hmm. Which I think was the main audience, audience? like sure. little kids. Yeah. yeah. But I'll be, cur- I'll be so curious to see, like, to your point, Julie, you said I didn't stray enough to be something wholly unique where it probably yeah. should have. Yeah. I'd be curious to, you know, I'm curious to see if anyone out there has seen the actual musical on Broadway or traveling, yeah. like to see how different it is. Because obviously Broadway shows are what, like two hours, two hours, 15 minutes, whatever. I'd be curious to see how they expand upon the story and change it from the movie. Mm-hmm. So. Same. Absolutely. That's why I was wondering, like, is there anywhere to watch? Right. Yeah. And how close I, it I was mean, to the musical. If the music in the show is as good as this special, like I could, I'd probably sit through it because the music was really good. Yeah, the solid and music. They were, they were written by Matthew Sklar and Chad Bajulin, mm-hmm. who also they also they wrote the Broadway show and they wrote the Broadway version of Aladdin, which is also very good. So really, yep. Did they do better with those than this came out? Aladdin is amazing. The Broadway show. <laughs> so yeah, that is. Elf Buddy's Musical Christmas. And where can listeners let us know what they think of this? Because I really do want to know. On any of our social medias. So if you happen to be hanging out online, doing what you do on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group, Reddit, um, you can get to any of those by going to tisthepodcast.com backslash insert your social media here. It's also how you can get to Patreon. Um, Tom, you want to give a little information about Patreon? Yeah. Patreon. You can get the Patreon by going to tisthepodcast.com slash Patreon. And as Anthony alluded to earlier, there has been a lot of new Patreon content out there. So you can check that out and get additional bonus content, new episodes for as little as a dollar a month. I'll say about Patreon. I, if you are a big fan of the other Burr month holidays, like Halloween and Thanksgiving, like I am, like the countdown for Christmas, you are going to be very pleased when we get to September and October, because I think I've already done like a month's worth of Halloween bonus episodes with listeners. And when I say a month's worth, I mean like one per week, but I think I'm going to have like two or three months worth by the time we get to October. And that's not even including our annual, like the one the three of us do every year for patreon so if you like scary movies and halloween movies you're gonna love it and i plan on doing a bunch for thanksgiving as well and of course you'll get christmas content there as well so yeah now's the time to join if you haven't yet or if you've dropped off in the past because you didn't think there was a lot now there is a lot and if you want more bonus episodes of the show every thursday an episode of the Christmas book I wrote, Another Christmas Story, drops in your main feeds. And y'all, I just want to say I've been getting amazing feedback from you and you've all been so kind with your words on social media, like blown me away, the reception. So thank you. And thanks to Tom and Julia for letting me do that every week. Been oh, yeah. awesome. So we already announced that next Monday, we're not going to have a new episode just because life got in the way this week. So we're probably going to pull a Patreon episode and drop it. But I'm excited to record. Life on, uh, gets in the way. Life uh, <laughs> finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> I am excited, though, to record on Tuesday night because we are traveling back to like the 60s and covering two Christmas episodes from two shows I think the three of us all love. We are doing the I Love Lucy Christmas show 
and Christmas with the Adams Family. So a nice little double feature there. And I'm just really excited to cover both of those. And the week out, And the week after that starts like a month of guest hosts, but we're covering a sh- modern show that everyone loves, which is Schitt's Creek, their Christmas episodes. So good few weeks coming up, y'all. I'm so stinking excited about I Love Lucy. Me too. That one still gets airtime every year on CBS. They like colorized Ooh. it though. Oh, do you prefer it black and white or colorized? I prefer all those old stuff in black and white. Yeah. Although I love seeing her red hair and color because red. I know I love that. (laughs) It is so nice to see her red hair that makes me happy. But I, I love Lucy is still like one of the greatest comedies of all time. So I'm excited to cover on the show. Yeah. You know what else I'm excited about? What? There are six months to the day until Christmas. That's only six months. That's only six months. You know what that means? As of tomorrow, we are closer to Christmas 2021 than Ooh. Christmas 2020. We are on the downward slope officially. I needed that today. I needed that too. It's a good I mean, reminder. it is. You know, we'll be in the burr months before you know it, which is, Shoot, yeah. I mean, we love doing the show all year, but I, we always get more excited the closer we get. It becomes a lot more right. fun and yeah. Do your homework, y'all. Watch I Love Lucy Bye. and Adam's Family. And <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Bye, buddy. Good <sighs> luck finding your father. Oh, my gosh. Uh, sea serpent. Just sing a Christmas song And keep on singing all season long Think of the joy you'll bring if you Close your eyes and say Give me those presents! Buddy, I don't think we can outrun them. We just need a little more Christmas spirit! Come on, Dad, sing! Show some Christmas spirit! Just sing a Christmas song And keep on singing all season long Just sing a Christmas song And keep on singing all season long And if you're short on cheer Think about that year You woke up to find a brand new snow had fallen The ornaments you made Way back in second grade Untangling the Christmas lights Took your father several nights Your mother claimed that she had proof There were reindeer on the roof Remember who you were back then Let those moments live again